Welcome to this week's Oxcast, your weekly roundup of all the best events happening in and around Oxford. Today's date is Wednesday the 20th of January and joining me in the studio is Michael. Hi there, how's it going? Alright, thank you. So what have you got? This week I'll be talking about a live-streamed lecture, some improv comedy and belly dancing, of course. <laughs> I'll be talking about opera, kites, raves for kids and a frozen DiCaprio. But to kick us off, Michael, you've got our Oxford fact. I do. So one of our events this week, if you listen on, you'll realise, is at the North Wall Arts Centre on South Parade. I'm an unusual geek in that I sometimes get interested in street names and where they came from. Okay, so you might notice that South Parade is north of North Parade, and North Parade is south of South Parade in Oxford. It gets very confusing. Where we think this came from, okay, it's often claimed that when Oxford was under siege in the Civil War, and Charles I and Oliver Barrel of Laughs Cromwell were doing their thing. So Cromwell occupying the north and and Charles was in town being based at Christchurch. That South Parade was the Roundhead's southern front and North Parade was where the Royalists' northern front was positioned during the Siege of Oxford. That's where their parade grounds were. Very possible. There's at least a plausible reason as to why north is south of south and south is north of north. There's a little bit of uncertainty, as there are records of parade grounds existing elsewhere in town, in Port Meadow, for example. But, hey, the fact is in the naming, not in the actual historical accuracy. <laughs> cool, thank you for that. <laughs> On to the events of this week. The famous opera Carmen is coming to the Oxford Playhouse tonight at 7.30. Now, this production is being put on by opera Up Close and is sung in English, as opposed to the usual Spanish mm. affair. The story of Carmen follows the fiery gypsy called Carmen who seduces Jose but as passions cool his love becomes an obsession and he turns to violence so as you can tell it's going to be a happy one of course of course most people would know the famous tune Habanera which is the popular name for the piece of music called Love is a Rebellious Bird and it's probably one of the most well-known pieces of music from opera there's a very good version on YouTube where the Muppets sing it and Bika does the most of the tune. It's very much worth watching. Very expressive voice he has. Oh, yes. Tickets are still available, including opt-in tickets, so why not? So that's Carmen at the Oxford Playhouse tonight at 7.30. Tickets start at £11.50. I haven't seen the Muppets version, actually, but do you, by any chance, remember Hey Arnold? I remember the show. Remember the show with the weirdly shaped head boy? Um, I always thought it was quite funny. They did an episode entirely made of music from Carmen, so their own little... Eight-minute version. That sounds amazing. In which case, he was Don Arnold. I would, I would advise you find that. There's a lecture happening tomorrow night, Thursday night, at the Andrew Wiles building. What does it mean to be human in the digital age? Got to say first, though, the event is apparently fully booked. They expect that some seats will become available on a first-come, first-served basis, if you want to try it out. But uh, the whole thing will be live-streamed online, if you're unable to make it, uh, on livestream.com slash oxuni. So this is part of the lecture series, Humanities and the Digital Age. The series includes subjects as specific as big data and biomedical research to the even more omni-applicable Twitter and social life. The panel comprises researchers and academics who will be bringing perspectives on 
such things as the digital preservation of very rare texts, how museums can be transformed um, using technology and archives. Uh, also, the author of How to Thrive in the Digital Age, uh, who's Tom Chatfield, will be talking about how machines are taking on more and more of the tasks and even the characteristics we're used to thinking of as being uniquely human how we can build better relationships with machines and through machines. I'm sure that's perfectly fine and not ex machina kind of uh, approach he's taking. Um, I really like the image for the event as well. Um, it's like the Adam and the Hand of God from the Sistine Chapel remade with the, the Facebook finger. So I'm sure there'll be balance on just how much good technology can do and the extent of how independent it can become. One of the panel will be talking about the kind of inability to forget that we have uh, now as a culture. In humans it's called hyperthymestic syndrome, the inability to forget. Um, and her talk considers this as a particular problem of our internet age. Uh, and to contrast the, you know, the, the benefits of archiving, which are of course benefits, she's talking about a case for, get this, the creative possibilities of digital obsolescence things at some point disappearing. I'm sure there mm. uh, I'm sure there are some things we all wish the internet would forget. <laughs> I think this talk would be really useful for any budding historians or archivists as it's quite an interesting discussion as to whether you should keep every record that's ever existed or digitise it all and get rid of it. And mm. it might make you question what you'd do. Yeah, so it sounds really, really interesting. This is what's it mean to be human in a digital age? It's at the Andrew Wiles building uh, tomorrow at 5.30pm. It's free. Uh, there's a drinks reception afterwards, but I don't think that's live streamed. Uh, if you're watching on livestream.com slash oxuni. Michael, are you a fan of puppets in theatre? Well, I've always been... I've, I've always quite liked puppets ever since the days of Sesame Street <laughs> uh, when they taught me stuff and uh, all the way up to maybe another extreme in Warhorse and, and such mm. like that of how amazingly expressive they can be. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever considered watching a play where a kite is the main protagonist? I didn't know there was such a thing. Well, if you would like to give it a chance, there is a preview of a new show called Kite at the Northall Arts Centre on Friday and Saturday. It tells the story of a girl who loses her mum and then goes on to live with her gran, who she doesn't particularly get on with. However, one day she makes a kite which changes both of their lives forever. It's a piece without speech and it's part of the International Mime Festival which is being held in London this year. So it's a really interesting, dynamic new piece. I managed to grab Rachel and Eddie from The Wrong Crowd to ask them about their inspiration behind the piece. Well, it was me. I was um, tinkering around with indoor kites. So it's actually come from a visual idea rather than a story based. So I was messing around with indoor kites and doing a bit of research where I found them online. It's a big thing over in America and, and Japan where they have tournaments for indoor kites. And it's like people in shell suits and moving them around to power ballads and stuff like that. So it seems quite cheesy, but I knew there was something in them that we could use. So we did a few R&Ds and just trying to work out if the kite could be a character because it's an inanimate object and it's not, and it doesn't have a face like other puppets do. So yes, we, we went from there really. And then I was heavily influenced by stories like The Red Balloon, where a young boy becomes friends with a red balloon and then they go off on an adventure. And stories like The Snowman, 
and what else and where the wild things are and stuff. You know, so all these stories are kind of dealing with a serious issue of, say, you know, with Snowman, it is about dealing with loss, isn't it? And kind of like and realizing things just don't last. That's sad. Things That's just sad. change. Things change, yeah. And with Red Balloon, it's a young lad who then doesn't have any friends. So then yeah, come friendship, friendship yeah. Companionship. yeah, exactly. So it was all these things kind of came into my head while I was trying to kind of work out what to do with this kite, really. And then we went from there. And what's the process been since the idea came to you? So we've had a few R&Ds. I met Eddie. We did an R&D because it's got it's a play without words and kind of how does it go into dance or does it go into mime or, you know, so where does it lie? So that's when I met Eddie and then we discovered a certain sort of, well, a, a style of how we're... One of the things that was really kind of um, motivating, stimulating for me was the kind of just the thought of climate, you know, weather, nature, yeah. and sort of how that kind of can affect just the body and sort of how extreme wind is really and how it kind of affects fabrics and how it affects the body, how we have to lean into things sometimes the more extreme it gets and how mm. literally the wind can just tear things apart. I just approached it from the greater arc of that sort of like weather system yeah, yeah. really it was just kind of like how wind blows and becomes basically devastating. That's sort of like a thread for me sort of through making the physical vocabulary yeah, yeah, yeah. is kind of always coming back and referencing that, that greater arc from breath to, I guess, hurricane. Yeah. You know, all this sort of air in between. And that was quite exciting for me to see that it's like, oh, oh right, okay, I could see how the style we could go down within the movement and stuff. And so- Listen to the full interview on the Otscast Extra to hear more about the rehearsal process, how actors have found performing without using their voices, and what's next for the wrong crowd. That's really interesting, actually. I like, I'm always amazed how a story can be told without any words. Mm. I've always been quite a wordy person, so I'm like, wow, <laughs> we don't need them. Yeah. To see what else is happening at the theatre and more widely around town, check out dailyinfo.co.uk slash what's on. If you fancy giving opera singing a try, why not check out our musicians and instruments page to see if you can find yourself a teacher. And your inner diva. <laughs> Some comedy next. And improv troupe The Noise Next Door are going to be bringing their third national tour, Noise in the Hood, to the Cornerstone Arts Centre this Saturday at 8pm. So they may be a new name to you, they were certainly uh, new to me, but 2015 was the eighth consecutive sellout run that they had at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. So fresh-faced as they are, they're also veterans um, of the comedy circuit so they'll be bringing songs characters um some set pieces maybe but loads of improv they're a bit like a, a traveling who signs it anyway and most of their most of their situations and the content of the show uh, is crowdsourced in the moment which in itself i always find really impressive that uh, people can spin comedy gold out of something you drunkenly yell out uh, with these guys also i like how they embrace just how seat of the pants it is it reminded me of Eddie Azard when he turns aside to the audience, kind of gobsmacked at where his imagination's just taken him. Anyhow, this should be lots of fun. Among some of their online videos, uh, they've, they've made a few music videos. Um, so there's one called Avengers, uh, which is about the Avengers all being BFFs, and in it, Black Widow's rapping about her massively limiting characterization. Also one I particularly like, and I actually wish this one was real, where the giant eagles from Lord of the Rings offer their services for lifting people out of awkward situations. 
Um, it's sure we all could do with a giant eagle now and again. Mm. So yeah, you, on their website you can see live videos to get an idea of what to expect. But all in all, it should provoke many lols uh, to get along to the Cornerstone Arts Centre and Didcot. Uh, bring unlimited ideas. It's it's no time to be reserved. You're invited to shout out the craziest thing you can think of. This Saturday, 8pm, tickets are 14.50 or £13 concessions. Now I imagine when you have a little one to take care of, it's pretty difficult to find time to go out and rave. Well, luckily, Disco Loco is on this Sunday at 2pm at the Bullingdon, and it's a rave for folks with kids. Now there's loads of space for kids to run about and eat cake and you can drink some tea or have an alcoholic beverage if you choose while listening to some reggae, soul, funk, dancehall, disco and ska. It's just a chance for the whole family to go out and enjoy themselves, have a little boogie and yeah it's a bit different from going to a toddler group or anything like that. So that's Disco Loco at the Bullingdon on Sunday at 2pm. It's £3 for adults, but babies get in for free. Oh, well you'd hope they didn't. (laughs) Yeah, good uh, opportunity for kids to get their musical education. I see toddlers are great dancers, aren't they? They really are. There still exists a a video of me having a (laughs) dance-off with my brother when I was like two. Oh, that's Um, so cute. He was like trying some Michael Jackson moves and I was just wandering around like like Godzilla. Uh, we were just talking in the office this morning uh, about incorporating a bit more exercise into office life. We decided against it in the end. And the often sedentary state it places us in. Um, so one of us found a website with lots of suggestions, but they, they pretty much all would make you look like a weirdo if you actually did them, including running on the spot while you're taking a call or jogging to the printer for each individual page, which I think is like nice idea, but it's, it's a terrible, it's anti-efficiency. Yes. It really isn't it. But it's undeniable, exercise in the morning is really good for you in terms of metabolism and mood. (laughs) Not that I've done this for more than about four days in my life. What it needs is to be more fun. And to that end, Oxford's belly dance fusion trio, Shimmy Shimmy Bang Bang, great name to say. Such a great name. (laughs) (laughs) Shimmy Shimmy Bang Bang are running wake up and shake up sessions from 7 till 8am. Their class is based on belly dance moves. Though these three are well versed in technique and the Egyptian origins of the dance, uh, they're incorporating modern styles as well. It's meant to be a class for people of all levels, so no experience needed. It actually sounds really fun mm. and you can club together with a friend for accountability's sake if if you uh, wonder if you're going to make it that first time. So this is happening at All Saints Church House in Headington on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, it's £5 to drop in and £4 concessions. For anyone who's thinking belly dancing doesn't sound like a very good exercise, it's really, really tiring after a while and you stretch muscles you didn't know you had. Wow. Yeah. I guess there's so much lateral movement. On to the cinema for the week. I decided that it would be a good idea to talk about the 12-time Oscar-nominated film The Revenant. Now, do you know what The Revenant means? Well, I'd be cheating if I said yes. I actually hadn't thought about that. It's, that, it's not a type of bear, is it? It's like I hadn't thought about that the whole time. No, I hadn't. So I had a quick Google, and it means a person who has returned, especially supposedly from the dead. Oh. So essentially, what you're getting in this film is a frozen zombie DiCaprio. So, I mean, what's putting you off? Kate Winslet, you should never have let me. So, based on true events, The Revenant tells the story of Hugo Glass, a fur trader who has to fight for survival after a savage bear attack. 
and he's also seeking vengeance on the people who left him for dead. DiCaprio has received another Oscar nomination for Best Actor, and I think he deserves it. It seems like a really a hugely physical role. He's eaten raw liver, he's endured icy rivers, and he's had to crawl through a lot of snow. <laughs> so, you know, I think he needs the Oscar now. Yeah, if not, you know, better than a flask of soup or something. <laughs> By the same director who did Birdman, so there's a lot of 360-degree shots in it, so you feel fully immersed in the story. And people have come away saying that they feel cold <laughs> during the show. So, yeah, it sounds like a real winter pleaser, but take a blanket. Yeah. You can catch it at the Odeon George Street, the Phoenix Picture House, or at The View at the Kassam. Yep, and see our full cinema listings and what our reviewers have said by the latest films. Even submit a review yourself and to the What's On and Reviews sections of dailyinfo.co.uk. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Daily Info Oxford. And subscribe to our podcast so it goes straight to your device every week. You can do that through iTunes or any other podcast provider. Mm. 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 Daily, daily, daily info. Mm. Daily, daily, daily.